The Final Furlong Podcast with Emma Kennedy is proudly brought to you by All About Sunday, the ultimate racehorse ownership experience. Download the app and get involved today. All About Sunday, we love racing. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk. Racing live on TalkSport 2, Emmerich Kennedy with you for the afternoon alongside Lizzie Kelly and the Irish Guineas will be on over the weekend. First classics in Ireland in two years that will actually have crowds there. And I'm delighted to say that one of the leading trainers in Europe joins us now. Gerald Lyons. Gerald, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Emmett. I would say leading trainer in Glen Burnie, but apart, I'll take Europe. That's, uh, I, 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 don't mind, I don't mind smoke being blown. <laughs> I think it deserves to be blown, uh, particularly with the weekend ahead, because I was reminded of your first classic, which of course was the Irish 2000 Guineas. Somebody put a camera just on you. Now, it was Rona, and it was a very strange time, and so there's about eight people at the Curra, all all distance away from you. It's just you and... My daughter. You're so cool and you're so calm. Once Siskin crosses the line, there's the emotion. Can you bring me yeah, back, to weird. The, back to that moment? How did it feel to take your first classic? Yeah, it was weird. Um, you know, listen, you would have loved to have the crowd yelling and roaring, but you take your classic in an empty room if you're given it. Um, I think it was a very strange one because I know Colin and I were under a lot of pressure. We had the favourite and we, there was a big team against them from Ballydoyle mm. and we, we like we were drawn on the rail and we, like, we knew going out that we were, there was a lot could happen for us to get this done. A lot could go wrong and nine times out of ten it does go wrong. When you leg the jockey up and like Colin up, it's over to him and I mean, I might have looked cool but I can guarantee you my, if you had a heart monitor on me, it was is in danger zone, I'm sure. The Apple Watch was actually exploding on your arm, but aside from that... I would say so. I think I was clinging onto the fence for fear I'd fall down, like, you know, but it was just one of those things. Listen, it was lovely. It was, it was just... I remember it just being a huge relief prior to that. He had his, his last run in the previous season, he had misbehaved in the stalls. And as I'm learning day in and day out in this job, it's never over till it's over. You've never won your race till you've passed the line in front. But it was lovely. It was... Uh, I took it. But the sad thing, or I don't know, I, I was talking to Joseph O'Brien about this the other day, and we have a winner and straight away you're on to where's the next one coming from you know what I mean you'd love I said are you the same and he says he is yeah um, <laughs> he actually said we, the likes of us will never be happy we're always chasing something so it's I'm glad that somebody else feels that way because that's the way I am you know the minute you have the winner you're on to where's the next one and job done now you know that box is ticked move on I think we're even guilty of that in the media yeah. we're inclined to focus on where does Siskin go next and then putting yeah. a microphone in your yeah. face. And so even if you are enjoying the moment, you're being asked that question by my colleagues or me. Yeah, not just not just in this game. It's in football and everything. I mean, the minute we do one thing, it's what's next, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's human nature, I suppose. Um, the one, I mean, you never learn these things until you're in that moment. But, I mean, you look at Siskin. Um, just, this is just a comment. Um, Siskin ran and or, or whoever wins today's, this weekend's guineas, they can't run in Ireland again over a mile. In yeah. at Group One level at three, the only time they can run a Champions Weekend is in a Group Two, dropping back. So it's nearly a shame that the minute you win it, you price yourself out of the market and you have to go travelling. You know, 
Yeah. So uh, it was just something that became aware. I became aware of at the time, and I thought, Cheney, that's you'd love Champions Weekend to encompass the champions and see them out at the back end of the year. You know, hopefully that race can be upgraded over time. I think it deserves. To well, be. I think that's it. Takes time to do that. I mean, it takes time, and and the ratings have to be like beautiful thing about the flat pattern. Unlike the jump, and I'm not professing to know more much about the jumps, but uh, unlike the jumps, we have to earn the right. You know, if a race doesn't hold its own, it's de- demoted. Or uh, and and if you demote one, you promote another. But if you promote one, you have to demote another. So we don't have an abundance of patterns. So in other words, when you win your pattern race over here, you earn it. You know, hence hence they're sort of funneled into the one races. Hence they're more they're as you know they're more competitive in comparison to say the jump scene where there seems to be great one two and threes every day of the week. Lizzie Kelly, by the way, is trying to hold back her rage in the background, but um, with that comment, oh, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Let's talk about Atomic Jones, a really exciting juvenile, and has got form with Stone Age behind Stone Age in the Derby trial, but probably needed that run, Jer. How is he? He definitely needed the run. Um, he sold to go to Hong Kong. He was sold to, to win a Hong. Hong Kong Derby. It's a race very close to the heart of the Kwok family, so that's his main objective. I should have started him in the first Derby trial, but he had a five pound penalty, and I was I was dissuaded from doing so. But for a horse of his size and that, we should have done because he needed to run badly the last day. I took a view. Native Trail was coming over which left the race, no disrespect to anything, it left an open race for second, third and fourth. If I ran him in the Galanul on the Friday, he would have had another £5 penalty. So I took a view. He's he's won his maiden at the course. He's won his group two over a mile. He's in great order, kick on and running the guineas, especially with the ground easing, it will suit him. And uh, he should be hitting the line strong. He's come on for his run. So you'd like to think he'd be knocking on the door without ever being good enough to frighten the likes of Native Trail. But ratings tell you that, that he's a, he's a mile off them. But you're running for sort of place money and anything after that's a bonus. Yes, Stone Age, he, he met him last year. Stone Age has took a huge jump as Aidan's Galileo's do from two to three. He's the one I'd be on if I was riding in Derby. He'd be the one I'd want in the Derby. He's an awesome looking horse. I've seen him in Navin. Loved the way he did it in Leopardstown and I'd say he'd improve again. Atomic Jones, I just took the view that we're not going to have long left with him before he's going to have to ship out to Hong Kong. He ran in the first three or four in the Irish Guineas. It would take a run like that. He needs to do that for them to be confident of him being a horse to beat in a, in a Hong Kong derby. Okay. So that's where we're thinking. It's interesting to know as well that he's heading to Hong Kong too. The Irish 1000 guineas, you've got Panama Red, who last time out was fifth behind History. History is a horse that Aidan O'Brien regards very highly and I think I think actually could be the one to, to beat in the race. What did you make of her performance last time out? Well, if we got out, I mean, I've been, I'm sick asking Leopardstown to put in a false rail. I think they both went in for a couple of days and they've let it try to. The champion jockey, both both Colin and Ryan Moore, both say it's a good idea. Um, but others seemingly have a, a louder voice and they say it's not a good idea at Leopardstown. I'm all for a false rail up there because it's it's a while they talk about it as the, one of the best tracks in Europe, a false rail, you, if you turn in nine times a 10, you turn into Leopardstown, they hug that rail, something rotten. A false rail uh, would, would allow you ride a race and when they when they turn in, it gives everybody a fair chance at the run to the line. She was all dressed up, couldn't get out and would have given history a fright if she could have got out. It was just a trial. I seen enough to suggest that she was in the right company to run on Sunday and so she will. You're coming to the UK as well. Uh, you're coming to Haydock. In the Sandy Lane, beauty inspired. Well, he forced my hand. He basically misbehaved on Sunday at Nace. He's a horse that we've had. Again, the clock's on him. We've, he was good at two, had a, had a setback. It was a long while off the track, was training okay, had another setback. And 
uh, the Lacken was the first time we could, we could get him started with a view to sort of a Commonwealth sort of program without knowing that he was good enough or whatever. You know, everybody, you know, that's where he was being aimed at. But he misbehaved. They put him in the stalls and Gary said he just went down and straight out, lucky enough, got a bit of a fright and froze and had to be withdrawn on the day. My hand was forced then that the program for the type of, this type of horse is very limited. So my hand was sort of forced with the Sandy Lane coming up this weekend. We said we'd stick him in it, have a look, see how he trains this week. So he would travel over, he'll go there, He's, I think it was 10 after declaring, and we let him, I, Mark Enright would go over and ride him. Basically, I want him to behave, hit the line strong, go through the gears, hit the line strong, and then we'll see where we land with the horse. You know, uh, he's won his angles. He, if he was able to run in the top three or four, hitting the line strong, we'd learn plenty and know where to, to aim him at, because I'm sure he'll improve for the experience. But he needs to grow up. He needs to behave himself. Um, I couldn't geld him at this point because you can't run in a Commonwealth unless you're a, a colt. Yep. So I had to train him with this. You know, he was always being trained with sort of a Commonwealth program in mind. So I had to do this. But I would say he's a, the real type of horse that would benefit from being gelded and concentrate on his job. Again, Subject to what we see on Saturday, I could see him travelling with Atomic Jones to Hong Kong, but we, that'll be decided after Saturday. And you've got the high-class mare Thunder Kiss in the Tattersalls Gold Cup on Sunday at the Curra. Uh, I just left her in it in case for some reason the race falls apart. She ran. We took our we took our our punt going to York the other day. Uh, she's a mile and a half minimum filly, and we took a punt dropping her back to the mile and two, in the hope that York was going to be soft. It was lovely ground, and they basically out sprinted her to the line. She got through two place. My job has been requested by the owner Morris to get. She's plenty of black type, but it was after she's won her listed in our group threes. Morris says, "Will you step her up now?" to group two group one even if we get group two group one placed he'd be delighted because she'll go to the paddocks next year so that was what the plan was we went to york um she's a bloody queen of a filly i love her to death uh i hate seeing her get beat because she tries hard for you and the only reason she got beat on york was because of the trip her trainer running her short but she got group two placed she holds an entry in the gold cup if for some reason it was falling apart. I have her there. She's in good nick. Um, but realistically, she's got the Lancashire Oaks as a as a uh, group two in Haydock as a as a target. You know, I sort of said if she ran big in York, I had the Pretty Polly as an option here. But to run back less than mile and twelve uh, mile and a half, it would want to be soft to heavy ground for her. You know, uh, so that's where we are at the moment. So. I'm not so sure she'll turn up this this weekend, but if I if I if I need to, I can. Okay, um, you have a plethora of juveniles enter for the weekend, and one of them will be running in, in the Marble Hill, uh, which is a very important race and tends to be a big guide to Royal Ascot. Uh, and in the race, you've got Tough Talk, who'll wear a tongue tie for the first time. Last time out, beat Little Big Bear, highly regarded by Bally Doyle, who's gone on to wins subsequently by Kingman. And uh, owned by Moigler. Yeah, and I'm not the trainer who heads for Ascot. I'm not all gung ho about that. So, lucky enough, Moigler are on the same page as me. If he's lucky enough, he's a lovely colt. If, if he's lucky enough to win the Marble Hill, which we've done before, um, he's a horse that I would be aiming for the railway stakes. 
uh, go the Siskin route the way I did, keep them at home and keep doing what I'm doing because uh, there's there's that program for here right up to the Phoenix. If he's good enough, but he needs to keep improving. He's a nice horse. I would say that race of the Curra is turning out to be the best juvenile we've seen so far this season. Okay. Um, so I think five have declared. You've Blackbeard of Aidens, you've Memar that ran last week in Nace, you've Ocean Vision ran last week in Nace, and you've Denube of Aidens. So it's a five horse race. I, I wouldn't swap mine for anything as the as the cliche response, but uh, he's a nice horse that if he keeps improving, you'd like to think he's a railway a, a railway stakes Phoenix horse, hopefully. Fan- fantastic. And of the other juveniles that you're going to be running, anything that talks more to your listeners should be watching out for? Well, Helsing runs in the two-year-old Colt Maiden on Saturday. He's a lovely horse that will ultimately be a seven. I'm starting him at six, but he's crying out for seven. He'll definitely be a stakes horse in time. Uh, gorgeous horse by Dandy Man, and I run a nice filly in the Phillies race on Sunday. It's called Zarinsk, a call of, of Judmonts, and she's a nice filly. As long as the ground doesn't get too soft, she'll have her her day out. But they haven't come in their coats, the Phillies. I'm just I've been as patient and and am being as patient as I can be with them. But I'm itchy and want to get them get them started. They've, they've done plenty. And uh, I love seeing my two-year-olds. Is one of the main reasons you do the job is for the two-year-olds. So to get them out is exciting. And it sees where you land for the rest of the year. You know? that, that horse's name is Zorinsk, by the way, on Sunday at the Curra. And yeah, it's, it's a very exciting time, Ger. I mean, for us as, as fans, but for you as a trainer, it has to be a hugely exciting fan to get to see these horses that you've been working with day in, day out, now strut their stuff on the track. Um Lots of horses entered in, in other group races and handicaps as well. Anything else that we should watch out for? Well, power under me. The ground is coming on the easy side. So power under me was only beaten by a case of you. I think in the lack in last year, a case of you has gone on to be who he is. Uh, power under me is a rock solid horse. He's ground dependent. Uh, we've been very patient with him and treated him like a good horse. And I think he'll repay us this year. I think there's a big one in him. Um, He's the type of horse that will frighten the life out of something there at the Greenlands in a group two. He's very much up to that category. Um, you've got the stakes. We're well covered. You know, you've got Camora and team of first in the Orby listed race. And then on Sunday, we have um, Panama Red in the Guineas. We've, we, we hold the entries in, in all the other races. Uh, we've runners. I think we've seven or eight runners on, on Saturday. Um and probably the same the same on Sunday. So we've we've the races covered. Horses are running well, uh, without being sizzling as they say. Um, I'm sure they'll improve. Um, but it's exciting times. These are the weekends you, you want to be involved in, you want to have runners, Guineas weekend, Champions Weekend, Derby weekend, and uh Lacken weekend last week was a was a good a good day at, yeah. at Nace. Um, so as I said, the horses are running well. Um, I'm not a great traveller, but my team is making me bite the bullet and travel them to England. And we and you can only do that if you have the horses. So thankfully, we have the horses to travel. I'd like my strike rate to be much, much better than it is going to England. But I'm sure if we keep on trucking, that will change. <laughs> um, it's fr- it's frustrating at the moment, but we have to we we live with that. Um, and uh, no, we're happy enough the season. Basically, as I always said, our season doesn't start after punches down, so we're ready to kick on now. Geraldine, thank you so much for joining us on Racing Live on TalkSport 2. Absolute pleasure, sir. Cheers, Emmett. Best of luck. Well done. The master of Ballydoyle, Aidan O'Brien, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on Racing Live on TalkSport 2. Uh, 
pleasure, Emmett. How, how are you? In good form, thank God, Aidan. Your horses have been showing this remarkable transformation from their first run to their second run. What do you put that down to, Aidan? Uh, I suppose, um, obviously, they were just ready to start at the start of the season, obviously, and and, uh, and that's what we kind of always hope that they do. Obviously, they don't all do it, but that's what you always hope. Uh, obviously, um, uh, the derby in those races are kind of always uh, can be a month or two away from when they start, and uh, we we like um, they like to do plenty of work all the time. But like you said, some of them do progress from their first to their second run. One horse who certainly did that is Changing of the Guard, bred by Sangster family. Robert Sangster's favourite racecourse was Chester. God rest him. And of course, he was uh, a major part of the foundation of of Bally Doyle. I was really impressed with with this performance. This is the the first of the Derby trials that you dominated over the last week and a half. The Boodles Chester Vaz, um, a six and a half length win over New London. Tactically, it was a brilliant ride from Ryan, but he just seems to have transformed. Um, some of your juveniles maybe were a little bit under the weather last year, and this guy might have been one of them, but he's shown a massive transformation so far this season. Yeah, no, um, like obviously we like, he just was beaten in his maiden, and um, uh, like he first time out in Dundalk uh, this year, and uh, we felt that he progressed plenty from there. Um, obviously, two furlongs further, which we thought that would help him as well. Um, but one lovely at Chester, and, and we've been very happy with him since. And he's come back sound and fine. And this is a race that has produced uh, Wings of Eagles, was beaten in this race, and then went on to go and win the Derby and rule the world, uh, took this race for you, and then went on to go and, and do the double under Ryan Moore on both occasions as well. So it's a race that you've targeted over the years and have then produced Derby winners. Um, just how good is changing of the guard? Yeah, he's he's very solid horse. Uh, he's he's um very easy horse to do anything with. He's a bit lazy um, um to work. Uh, he just what you ask him to do and he he doesn't overdo himself, which is good sign uh, and a good uh, thing in a horse. Um, but he, he's very straightforward, very uncomplicated. Um, and like we saw, chest stay very well yeah and another horse who showed massive improvement from his first run to his second is a horse who was behind native trail second in the 2000 guineas uh beaten by by six and a quarter lengths and then comes out to win at chester in a derby trial and that's star of india uh, so already good form in the book um and crucially by galileo like changing of the guard yeah, um, we were very happy with him when he won his maiden last year. Leopardstown over seven, and he looked a middle distance horse, but um, he'd done very well over the winter, and we wanted to get him started early and get a run into him. And the Craven just suited to do that, even though we felt at the time like he was going to step up when he went up to a mile and a quarter. And obviously, he came forward from the run, and, and when he did go up to a mile and a quarter, he did step up. Uh, he did everything right at Chester, and, and uh, he looked like he might get further. So, um, uh, he's a nice, lazy way of racing as well, very genuine. So, um, no, and everything has been well with him since also. bit like me, nice, lazy way of going about things. Uh, I quite like that about Star of India. The, the horse that I was really impressed with was your Lingfield Derby trial winner, um, United Nations. Uh, he's, a, again, another Galileo, and it's crucial because, unfortunately, we, we lost Galileo last year, which is a terrible shame, but the pedigree is stunning. Uh, Galileo, out of a lemon drop kid mare, um, I really love this performance and, and Godolphin had uh, a horse that they've got high hopes for and Walk of Stars there as well. So again, this form looks very strong. Yeah, he, he um, we liked him last year and he looked like a horse, uh, 
would be very happy going further than a mile last year. Um, obviously, he started in Epson over a mile and a quarter. I think it was, and he was a little bit slow away, and they didn't go very fast. And uh, he finished off the race very well, looking like a horse that was definitely going to stay further. Obviously, he improved fitness-wise and physically-wise since uh, uh, Epson, and uh, we were looking forward to seeing him in, in Linkfield. Um, they went a good, strong pace in the race, which suited him. Uh, I think uh, Charlie Appleby's other horse made a run, a good pace, and it suited him well. He's, um, uh, Ryan had him in a lovely position, and uh, it looked like the favourite was going to go by him at the furlong marker, I thought, and, but he found plenty in the end and, and won snug enough again at the line. So he's another uh, horse that like um, you would have to be very happy with his run looking at him. Yeah, I think he's been a little bit underrated uh, and underestimated in, in the market. Um, and, and that may very well be because the next day, the Derby trial stakes comes along and uh, Stone Age emerges. Um, he was massively well-backed into odds-on favouritism and uh, beat French Acclaim, who I know Paddy Toomey thought French Acclaim is is an Epsom horse. Um, but Stone Age left them for dead, beating them by, by five and a half lengths. Uh, you said on Monday this you thought it would be very difficult for Ryan to get off Stone Age in the Derby. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, like, obviously they have to go through their work up to the Derby and uh, and everything. But uh, we were very happy with him going into Leperstown and we thought there would be more to come uh, before Leperstown for his next run. So we were very happy the way he did it. Uh, we were hoping to get a lead in, in, in Leperstown. We thought... Uh, that um, Paddy's horse would make the running, but he didn't. And Ryan just had to make his own running. Um, but he galloped out strong to the line. Um, listen, he, he had plenty of experience from last year, so he doesn't need to know much, to learn much about racing at this stage because he had done all that last year. So, um, no, we were very happy with him, finished the race very well, and, and he seems to be well since. And he's owned by uh, Peter Brandt in, uh, in conjunction with... Uh, a number of others, but he's carrying the, the Peter, Peter Brandt um, colours and, of course, John Magner and Michael Tabor are involved as well for, for Coolmore. Uh, the reason I mention that is because his dream was to win the Arc and he managed to achieve that uh, with Satsas, uh, trained by Jean-Claude Rouget, who's now actually standing at, at Coolmore Stud. And the Arc entries came out this week, Aidan, and uh, Stone Age is one of only four horses that you've entered for the race. Um, which kind of tells its own story. Luxembourg, who ugh, unfortunately misses the Derby, I'm very excited about him. Uh, Point Lonsdale is is still in uh, the Derby as well. You also entered him uh, for the Ark, and, and for everybody to know, six-year-old Broom uh, was was also entered. Um, so Point Lonsdale is a horse that we haven't really touched on just yet. He ran in the guineas and didn't really show his, his best. Does he go straight to Epsom? Yeah, possibly. Uh, obviously, we'll see. He was disappointed in the guineas, but we think and hope that he will leave that run behind him. Um, so he hasn't started his build-up yet, but he will start in the next week. Um, so I suppose we'll, they'll all go on to that Epsom programme, and, and then as uh, each week goes by, we will know more about him, really. Uh, he's a very exciting horse. Like He's a brilliant juvenile. and uh, We are, yeah. We always thought that he was uh, middle distance was going to be his thing, and uh, we were looking forward to him going up to those distances. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by, by Point Lonsdale. I mean, that that I, we I, we've seen this before with the likes of Master Craftsman being beaten in the 2000 Guineas and then coming out winning the Irish 2000 Guineas. Uh, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that that run. Um, uh, and he's a horse that I'm, I'm very excited about. Uh, the fact that Stone Age though is, is entered as well. 
are, are people are we reading too much into this that because there is a supplementary fee the week of the race so Coolmore can change things uh, and put in another horse that that emerges if United Nations is the one who, who takes the Derby for example uh, you can make that decision but are, are are we reading a little bit too much into these arc entries that Stone Age and Point Lonsdale are the only two three-year-old classic colts to be entered? I know. I, I suppose obviously it's a long time to the arc, and, and that, like you said, there is a supplementary stage, so um, all those things can uh, you can wait and see what happens in the in the in the obviously in the summer and uh, then coming into the autumn. But they can be put in at any time, really. And overall, would you be sticking with with thoughts of June as uh, oh uh, overall? Would you be sticking with Stone Age um, in terms of who you think Ryan will ride on the day for Epsom? Yeah, I listen. I'm not sure, obviously, uh, and he doesn't have to decide until one o'clock on two days before, and that's always the way. And uh, obviously, see how the work goes and the draws and the make of the race and everything. Like he doesn't have to decide that, and that's where we always leave it for Ryan, you know. So. Um, so listen, it, it it like obviously he will keep all his options open as long as he can, I think. And these horses have all won their trials, so obviously the natural thing to do is to go and run in the Derby. I mean, there's no point in in not doing that. Um, so they presumably they all will take their chance. Well, obviously, um, uh, like we have to see how they go through their work first, and obviously they won't be running if if we if we're not happy with them or mm. if the lads don't want to do run them, you know. So. Um, like obviously they'll all go on to the derby program in the next few days and, and then kind of make up uh, our minds as we go along and see what the lads want to do, really. The derby program and Aidan has a belly Doyle uh, Epsom Gallop as well, which is uh, hugely, hugely informative. Um, I'm, I'm sticking with United Nations. I'm very, very intrigued by him. Uh, just briefly, Aidan, thoughts of June took the Robert Sangster Memorial Chester Oaks for you. Uh, I thought it was a terrific ride from from Ryan um, she heads to the Oaks now with a, a very live chance. Yeah, she's a lovely big filly and she came forward lovely from her first run. Um, Joseph Philly obviously ran her very close. Um, she, You would imagine uh, like she'd be very happy going a mile and a half and Chester is a tight track, a little bit like Epsom. It's probably a bit flatter. Um, but uh, like we were hoping that she would run a big race and then she could go on to Epsom if, if everything was well with her in the time being in, in and Tuesday is going to run in the Irish 1000 Guineas and try to... She's going down the same route as her sisters, Empress Josephine and, and Minding. How has she been since the Oaks? And what's your current thoughts on her? Yeah, no, happy with her. Uh, obviously, um, we're going to look at the Irish Guineas first and then we can go on after that if everything goes well. But we're happy with her and she's in good form and everything has been well with her since Newmarket as well. Yeah, she looks a really solid, very, very strong type. Um, John Gosden unleashed a a beast of a horse at the weekend, but I think Tuesday could could have a lot to say in that race. Um, just a, a couple to touch on before you before we go, and thank you so much for your time, Aidan. Uh, Waterville ran recently, and I thought it was quite an eye-catching run. Is it possible that he could run in one of the races on Irish Guineas weekend and, and then become a Derby candidate? Because I thought he made up an awful lot of ground impressively, but just couldn't quite get to Jess Carrington's horse. Yeah, no, he, he ran well, I suppose. Um, obviously, we thought he'd win first time, and then we thought he'd improve to a second run, and maybe he did, but he, he didn't win. Um, but ran well, and uh, he, like we think he is progressing. Uh, obviously, he's a little bit babyish and backwards still, but uh, he is coming on with everyone. So, obviously, we'll see how he comes out running and, and see early in the week, really. And the last horse to ask you about is 
possibly an Irish 1,000 guineas contender, history. Uh, 2.8 million guineas yearling. And she was a winner at the weekend as well under Ryan uh, and beating your son Joseph's horse uh, in the process. Uh, she looks an exciting Galileo filly. Yeah, we, we're happy with, um, very happy with her. Um, we were delighted with the run. Um, we ran her just to see would we go Irish guineas route or go straight to the Oaks. And uh, we were happy enough with what we saw and we're going to let her probably take a chance in the Irish guineas. And uh, she would have an option of going on after that if if uh, the lads decided to do that. But we were very happy with her first run, really. So she could take the peeping phone route then of heading to the Irish 1000 guineas and then heading on to the Oaks? She could, absolutely. And I suppose, obviously, we have to see how she runs first and then how she comes out of the race. Remember the name, History. I think that's going to be a very good horse. Uh, Aidan, of all the horses we've discussed for TalkSport 2 listeners, who are you most excited about seeing next? Actually, I, listen, obviously, we're excited about seeing them all and see how much they progress. Uh, I suppose that's the way we always are. Um, like we've been happy with the ones that ran in their trials and and, uh, and when they go into their work then to see what's going to happen some like will they progress more and, and uh, how they develop really I, I suppose that's obviously the fascinating part about the whole thing really The Ballydoyle Battalion will be unleashed at Epsom uh, which is coming it's not far away uh, but before that the Irish Guineas weekend which will be an absolute cracker and we'll be chatting about that on TalkSport 2 on Racing Live as well uh, Aidan thank you so so much for your time very much appreciated and the very best of luck for the Irish Guineas weekend and indeed for the classics at Epson as well uh, pleasure Emerson. thank you very much the master of Ballydoyle Aidan O'Brien giving us exclusive insight into his team of horses that we've seen in the last two weeks and crucially horses that we're going to see remember the name history heading for the Irish 1000 Guineas and then potentially onto Epsom for the Oaks. I think she is one to be watching out for. And we have got plenty more action to come your way. More interviews, more live racing, more insight, more crack on Racing Live on TalkSport 2. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast Owner's Morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever bought. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk.